This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. We're learning together. Our lives are a mass of habits and that life transformation is really about habit formation. But I know, I know, I know, I keep hearing from folks. There'll be a lot of people that are concerned if I'm focusing about habits, is my life just gonna become this automated routine thing? Doesn't that neglect the beauty and glory and spontaneity of what it is to be human? And in fact, uh, Alyssa, who's on our team, was saying this would be a really good time to talk about a very complex, hot, controversial topic uh, in our day about artificial intelligence. A lot of you will have seen this amazing technology, ChatGBT, where uh, teachers are concerned about it because students can use it to write papers that have never been written before. It's able to generate, that's what the G is for, terrifically creative content. In fact, I am not making this up. Somebody actually sent in to me a sermon that it produced when they asked it to write a sermon um, for me, for John Artberg, and it was better than many of the sermons that I actually gave. So I thought it'd be good to talk a little bit about the challenge of uh, life, spirituality, and technology, artificial intelligence, are our computers going to take over the world? How should we be thinking about all this kind of stuff? Technology is ubiquitous. It has been woven into the framework of our lives, and we can't get away from it. It changes the way that we communicate, the way that we work, even the way that we worship. But we want to remember as Christians that our ultimate source of hope and meaning is not found in technology. It's found in our relationship with God. Technology can bring comfort and convenience and connection, but it can also distract us from the things that really matter. So we want to be quite intentional about using it to connect with each other, but not allowing it to distract us. Um, those words right there, if you notice me looking at something, it was because they actually were generated by ChatGBT. I put in there, what's a message that John Ortberg would give on uh, habits and technology and spirituality, and that's part of what it sped out. It's amazing what that can do. So a word or two for people who are wondering about that and thinking about what does it mean for our lives. Uh, and the main thing that I want to say today when it comes to habit is uh, this one for today, revel in being a person. Lots being written about in our day, even books, about what's sometimes called tech spirituality, or spirit tech, or technology and the spirit, and wondering um, what the role of technology is in our lives, or what computers will be capable of, and what kind of concerns should we have around that. Um, rarely, when you see things written about this, do people reflect on a clear understanding of the nature of spirit and spirituality. We're much clearer about what technology is. So I want to take us back to a definition from our friend Dallas Willard. Spirit is disembodied personal power. Uh, it's disembodied in the sense that it's not like gravity or mechanical. It's not a physical form of power. It is power, but it's not like them. It's not simply an impersonal force. It's personal power. And now that raises the question, what is a person? Very simple definition, again, from Dallas. A person, you, are a will with a mind in a body. You are embodied, but you have a mind. What is a mind? Well, a mind is not circuitry. Computers have circuitry. Computers do not have mind. Computers can, they compute. And so they're able to generate increasingly remarkable 
and uh, uh, predictive and creative content, they can respond in a conversation. They do not have a mind. We talk about, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Persons rejoice. A computer does not rejoice. You actually have to be embodied to rejoice. And you might remember, we actually, our minds occupy our entire bodies, not just our brain. Every place is able to stimulate the production of those kind of neurotransmitters that um, change the way that we think and feel about things. We have a mind and then we have a will. You are able to choose. You can dream. You can desire. You, you, are, you have agency. And a computer does not have these things. So a computer uh, is not spiritual because spirituality is disembodied personal power. So now we're free to use technology well, and that's always been the case. I I was reading this last uh, week about how Paul and a character in the Bible, Aquila, both were in the same trade. They were both tent makers. They met each other. That's how their relationship started. And the Greek word for trade uh, is is where our word for technology comes from. So people have been able to produce things that impact our lives. We have known that physical reality, like sleep deprivation or um, alcohol, can adjust our consciousness. That's always been the case. It will continue to be the case in more elaborate ways. But what that means is we need to think deeply about how we want to allow technology to impact our lives. There's a remarkable book by Anna Lemke called Dopamine Nation. And she writes about how increasingly we are tempted to simply chase rewards, dopamine that our bodies are able to produce as a way of life. She says, we have transformed the world from a place of scarcity to a place of overwhelming abundance. Drugs, food, news, gambling, shopping, gaming, texting, sexting, Facebooking, Instagramming, YouTubing, tweeting. The increasing numbers, variety, and potency of highly rewarding stimuli today is staggering. The smartphone is the modern-day hypodermic needle delivering digital dopamine 24-7 for a wired generation. If you haven't met your drug of choice yet, it's coming soon to a website near you. So think for a moment about screens. Thank God for them. Like, Like that's why we're able, how we're able to communicate right now, to be able to connect, to be prompted, to learn. That's a great thing. But... Uh, They're actually created uh, an awful lot of sites with the intention of being addicted. And that little chime you get when your phone goes off, it turns us into Pavlov's dogs if we're not careful about it. So as you think about your habits today, reflect on that little screen. And then one other dimension of it in particular, and this gets to a a part of rejoicing because this is the day that the Lord has made. But you are the person that God has made, and persons are above all other creatures above the rest of creation, fearfully and wonderfully made because you have a mind and it resides in a body. It is thoroughly embodied and you have a will. So you have moral agency. You can choose. Computers cannot do that. Now, will human beings be able to create something that is personal someday? I don't know. Uh, seems unlikely to me, but for sure we're not there at this point. And being clear on what is a person and valuing your personhood, allowing habits as you cultivate them 
to serve your personhood rather than the other way around, allowing technology to serve personhood. For technology like Sabbath was made for human beings and not the other way around. Anna writes about how uh, back in the 50s and 60s, there was a psychologist, Donald Woolcott, who uh, uh, added to our language uh, the idea of the false self. According to Winnicott, she writes, false self is a self-constructed persona in defense against intolerable external demands and stressors. He thought the creation of the false self can lead to feelings of profound emptiness. No, they're there. Social media has contributed to the problem of the false self by making it far easier for us and even encouraging us to curate narratives of our lives that are far from reality. When our lived experience diverges from our projective, projected images, here's pictures of how great I'm doing at my job, my vacation, uh, wonderful meals at delicious restaurants with beautiful people, we are prone to feel detached and unreal, as fake as the false images we created. Psychiatrists call this feeling depersonalization. It's a terrifying feeling which commonly contributes to thoughts of suicide. And the only antidote to the false self is the true self, the actual self, the real self. See, a computer cannot suffer from depersonalization because it's not a person. You are a person. Today, revel in your personhood. Thank God for your body and get it up off the couch, move it around a little bit. Thank God for your real self, for my real self, and for a community where we can bring our real, broken, inadequate, messed up, often failing, uh, unable actual selves to each other and be loved for who we are, not for our curated persons. Today, tell a real person, somebody else, one real area in your life where you're struggling. I am so apt to pretend, yep, I know that person. Talk with somebody who's at a church where I used to be, and they know a lot of people there, and I'll just feel like, yeah, I got to present myself as a caring person, so I must pretend like I know everybody, even though I don't have any idea. Yes, I've read that book. I got to pretend to be smart. No, I wasn't watching TV. When you walked in the door, I hopped up to look like I was doing something fruitful and productive. Today, tell a real person some real part about your real self, and thank God for the real you and ask God's help for the real you. Because it's only when we bring our real broken selves into the light, into the fellowship of the withered hand, that we find the power of God and we meet each other at the foot of the cross in the field of love. Because love is habit forming. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us. You mean so much to us as a community, and we hope that this series helps you build some new habits in your life to help you grow spiritually one day at a time. And we want to hear from you throughout this series. If you have questions, you can put them in the comment box wherever you're watching, or you can email us or text us. And at the end of the series, we're going to sit down with John and talk about some of your questions. For more resources, you can visit becomenew.me. And to spread the word, you can hit subscribe, share this video with a friend, or give us a review on podcasts wherever you're listening. We'll see you next time.